Hey, what's up? How you guys doing? Word, word. That's cool. That's good. I'm pretty good too. I got a new computer. And with the new computer, I got the new version of Logic. So this is the first thing I've ever recorded in my new computer. An episode of Bad With Names. Guess when I got this computer? Shortly after the last episode of Bad With Names. And I'm not gonna say that's the reason why there hasn't been a new episode in a while. Because it's not. But I will just say, I'm happy to bring you guys a new episode. Actually, we'll get into my personal life and all that stuff later. We'll talk about that later. Because I made you guys wait long enough for an episode. So, with no further delay, I'm just going to get into this episode. And I'm actually going to do you even better. Do you want even better? I'm going to bring in the old show intro because it's not right without the theme song, right? The number you have dialed has been changed. The new number is... What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bad With Names. I'm your host, Don Will, and I just poured a cup of iced coffee at 9 o'clock p.m. on a Sunday night. So you know shit is about to get real. Um, Still drinking iced coffee. It's the end of summer. It's cold in Brooklyn, actually. Rainy, but... Fuck it, I wanted some coffee. Also, it doesn't feel right doing the show without drinking coffee because I always drink coffee when I do this show. And I'm a creature of habit. And my habit as of late hasn't been recording this show. Why is that? The fuck have I been doing? Well, I haven't been writing newsletters. And that sucks because I've got a lot going on. Like September 19th, Tanya Morgan's playing a show at Baby's All Right in Brooklyn with Elucid and Bus Driver crazy you can go get those tickets online if you want to come to the show then september 23rd myself dash speaks and chiba Cruz of vulgar colors are throwing our third installment of the up showcase i think it's the third anyway this month we've got nappy nina k Gaines, and piso who just dropped the album on hypnot records with the two hungry bros titled feast of legend it's pretty dope me and Vaughn are on there on a cut called Go Nuts with Substantial. And you can find that by typing things into your Google search bar. This isn't your first rodeo. I haven't heard Travis Scott's rodeo. That's beside the point. Um, the 26th of September, I'm also DJing a party at Union Hall. It's called The Move. It starts midnight, midnight-ish, and goes until around 3, maybe 4. Uh, it's, it's pretty fun. It's a good time. When people aren't requesting that I play Celine Dion or The Electric Slide because I'm not doing that shit. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, no, I don't give a fuck how much you tip me. Actually, I'm lying. I do accept payola and you can meet me at the DJ booth with all of your requests and money. But let's get into this episode. Spec Boogie used to be his name. Now his name is Rob Cave Jr. What will I call him? Probably Spec Boogie. But sometimes Rob. At any rate, really cool conversation with my homeboy, man. We uh, we talked about his history. We talked about Brooklyn. We talked about his world travels, his music, his art. It's really enlightening on, on a you know on a human level. Like you might not be a fan of his work. You might not know his work, but I guarantee you'll walk away wondering what the fuck you've been missing. And you've been missing a lot. He has an extensive back catalog. And hopefully you'll catch him on this upcoming release, Books and Chicks in Brooklyn shit. A little more history. We belong to the same crew. Lessendary. And being that we're in close proximity to one another, living in Brooklyn together, we've done a lot of music. Some of it, some of it has been released. Some of it is unreleased. 
Um, I'm bookending this episode with two unreleased songs. The first song is from the upcoming Lessendary album. And I'm sure I'll catch some flack from Vaughn or Germicide or whoever else hears this episode saying, Hey man, how are you playing music from an album we're waiting to drop? Because I challenge us to drop this album even though I'm the one holding up the process with two verses. I'm not holding up the process no more, y'all. I'm not holding it up. It's not all on my back. But this song is so good. This song is so good. It's me, Spec, Vaughn produced it. Soul Con's on the hook. You probably don't even know it's him on the hook because he's singing, which is weird because Soul Con raps. But fuck that. I like to take people out of their comfort zone, which is why you're listening to me talk and not rap. What, what world are we in? A rapper talking and not rapping? Crazy, right? Whatever. Let's get into this episode. I'm really excited. But first, you have to spend three minutes with me and Spec Boogie rapping over this Von P beat. Go. Live nigga shit. Friday night sipping Malbec. Watching 2020 nigga. Cruise ship industry as fuck. Yeah. Broke out the red carpet. Crosshair on the center from my target market. Keep it there for the niggas I don't get along with. They the reason sometimes why the song hit exists. Just to piss y'all off. You all talk, but you know they say a hit dog bark. The shit y'all spark the dud status. They want my spot so bad they trying to shove past us. Huh? It won't happen. Fuck niggas think you in the league. Not while I'm rapping. See us behind you, that nah. means we only about to laugh, you motherfuckers. Yeah, pay y'all dues, please, and say excuse me. Hope the source of these, come on, G, be a cool thief. Bless my feet like I address the street. It's slow flash, but the live niggas know the beat. It's slow cash, but the job niggas both speak. It's slow drag from a vine when I roll the beat. The road past your design when you troll the streets. My phone ass don't go to feet. Never will, nigga. Love them, don't you? Ride or die for them, won't you? Uh, it ain't shit that you won't do. Man, listen, I want that too. Just hold me down, baby. And stick around, baby. Yeah, I got top from a bop that wouldn't cop a CD But beg for a guest list slot to come and see me She paid full retail for major label write-offs Kicking slick shit like How come y'all not on? But I am on Some whole different other shit Now the mind don't mean I don't exist Too busy crossing T's and dotting and M's To cross your mind But find out I'm doing just, just fine Let's go passport for passport Where you been? Yo Don Willis go have one of these cab races in London boy and I manage without management Handle however bad it went Celebrate when necessary Southern wait if I was ready Pushed a few buttons Pulled a few strings In the pursuit of nothing but everything So it seemed Doubted my God given And praised him at the same time Stopped working for months And prayed I didn't flatline Love them, don't you? Ride or die for them, won't you? Yeah, it ain't shit that you won't do. Man, listen, I want that too. Just hold me down, baby. And stick around, baby. Look, 
I hold a pill, these trains, planes, and automobiles Fly on every track, so I'm always on the road Still trying to change the ghetto to Guantanamo Little black hoods out the Gitmo, trying to blow I trot the globe just to hop the train And tag my name on every city with a subway No peace, this is gunplay on a Sunday Rich bum stay rocking the jewels, my tongue spray was My nigga is all city, all world, all galaxy Listen, I'm real, you practice, I'm fish scale, you catfish Your pics and captions don't fit with your actions Yeah, you keep it 100 Wrapped around a stack of ones, nigga, you're up frontin' They let the wrong one in I believe songs sung in street corners and churches Preach love, won't hesitate to hurt shit Put work in, make sure it's worth it Every move is perfect when it's done with a purpose Right into it then. Alright. So hold on, hold on. Alright, so you said you let somebody that was just like a straight up fan or like like that didn't what would you what did you just say? Yeah, like fan. Like the first person yeah, I yeah. played it for that wasn't involved with it directly, like you or one of the producers, you know. And what did he you said he said it was done with what was his like direct comments, I guess. The same thing you said, he's like, oh, okay, like after listening to it. It makes sense that I'm listening to Broadcade and not just yeah, yeah. Step Boogie, you know. And that was actually one of the first questions was just like, well, not even questions, but first topics was just like, your name is changing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Which is, which is kind of dope, but it's kind of like bittersweet because I, I love the name Spec Boogie so much. You know right. what I'm saying? I mean, you can still call me Spec Boogie. I, I mean, far. you Spec all day. Right. I mean, sometimes you're Rob, sometimes you Spec, but <laughs> for the listener public... I mean, for some it'll be a reintroduction, for some it'll just be an introduction. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. What made you decide to go Rob? You know what I'm saying? Instead of, instead of, I mean, because that's the other thing too. Like you got niggas like Ludacris is uh -huh. stuck being Ludacris. Fabulous is stuck being Fabulous. Right. With these misspelled ass names, but Spec Boogie is kind of a cool name to get stuck with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you don't want to yeah. be stuck with like a misspelled name. <laughs> <laughs> like I didn't have any problem with the name. I just wanted. I just want to be an artist now without having to, um, like, I felt Spec Boogie was like a, a, a superhero with an alias, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, put, yeah. It, put it on and take it off. As long as I can not be Spec Boogie whenever I felt like it, then I would get, I could ignore it or, like, do it yeah. half-assed. I was like, I felt like I've been half-assing my way through this whole thing this whole time. And because of that, it's because of the Spec Boogie thing. So now it's like, I'm Rob Cave all day. I've got to be Rob Cave. And I want to do, plus I want to start presenting more of my art than the music. So I don't want, right. I don't want it to be like, you know... I don't know, Rob K design chair. Like, this sounds better than Spec Boogie. Than yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, so, Spec Boogie is like such so a singular thing. You know, even like the sound I was making at Spec Boogie is a singular thing. Like, what I'm doing now is exploring more melodies and exploring emotions, not just bars. You know what I mean? Spec Boogie yeah, is just yeah. bars. Bars. That's what you get with Spec yeah. Boogie. <laughs> <laughs> you come Rob through and the track. Fun person, you <laughs> yeah. know? Right. But so, like, um, with that, and that's another, like, topic I want to address, too. Is just So, you, you plan on. I mean, well, I don't want to reveal the plans for the album, but like, you plan on like going more full body with the visual art aspect because that's the other thing that's that's cool about you, in my opinion, is that you're like an all around artist, creative type of person. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, like you're living as art. Like everything you do is pretty much curated, really carefully and artfully. So, I guess I feel like Spec Boogie was almost like when when I think about it, Spec Boogie was almost like a like an art project. You know what I'm right. saying? Yeah. Like our project that had its time and now you're right. ready to embark on like this new kind of total, more holistic art project thing. Definitely. Definitely. But sorry, right, let's let's get into it. You're starting music like like how did how did you even get to music? Get to music as like a medium of, of you know what I'm saying, art. Like what how did Oh, uh, I tell the story <laughs> it's funny, because like um 
like, all right, in my neighborhood where I grew up, I grew up in Brooklyn in the 80s, very uh, working class, drug ravaged neighborhood, you know, and I grew up in an artist family. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. So like everybody else, like I, like my, my dad was a photographer, my sister's a photographer, my mom did everything, she did hair, she did interior design, she did everything. Like we were all artists and we were just raised to express ourselves that way. And they always, you know, supported every single, every little fucking art thing we did, they had our backs 100% on. Yeah, that's so crazy, man. You know? So, is that but Oh, it's my speaker. So, yeah. Like, whatever it was, they would support it. So, that was what I did. And I was like, that was what I was known for on the block. Like, I, um, I mentioned music or art? For, for art. Okay. Um, like, my first, my father taught me how to sell art when I was a kid. Because I, not just from watching him and from like just straight up lessons, like I never seen him go to a nine to five job. So I just seen him make his art. And one time I wanted some, um, some Reebok pumps and it was too much money involved, <laughs> and I was going to get robbed for him. You know, people was getting shot over Jordans and shit. Yeah, yeah. So she didn't want to give them for me. And my pops was just like, yo, um, do this. Like I, was, I used to draw comic books. He's like, draw a comic book, take it to your mother's job, photocopy it, sell it to your classmates. And I'll match whatever you make. Damn. So I got my I got my fucking yeah. drinks. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I was selling my comic books for my classmates for a dollar, and I was selling like to the, to the drug dealers on the block. I you know draw their girlfriend name, draw their mother name for Mother's Day, get money like that. So I did that all up until um I went to high school, right? Junior high school, I was the nicest all that. I got art awards and shit like that. Do 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 do. And then I went to art and design high school in Manhattan. Wait, real quick, did you ever detour into like graffiti? Oh yeah. Hell and yeah. that's a whole other thing. I want to talk about that in a minute. Because right. I'm just New York and graffiti, man. I know you got yeah. some crazy stories. Yeah. 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 All right. So that's kind, of, that's kind of when I started getting into graffiti, when I went to Art and Design High School. Okay. So I went to Art and Design High School. And like I remember my first day there. I mean, I came from a place where I was the only person I knew that could draw, besides my brother, my big brother. And he lived in L.A. So like I didn't really know anybody that could draw. And so I got there, and not only can everybody draw, it seemed like everybody could draw better than me. They, yeah. The dudes was nice. Like, my age, and, like, better than, like, the shit you see on comic book covers. Like, just really fucking dope. So I'm like, damn. Like, I felt down on myself. <laughs> I'm like, shit. I used to be like, this used to be my thing. Now I'm not special no more, because I'm here, you know? And um, during that time, I would watch the free the ciphers on the, um, you know, on the lunch table. Uh, let me rewind to junior high school. That's when I first kind of learned how to rap. Uh, Wu-Tang had came out, and they were like superheroes to me and my friends. Me and my boys, we fucking idolized Wu-Tang, everything Wu-Tang. And like, you know, Boot Camp, Wu-Tang, saying, you know, Tribe, right? So, my boy decided that we were all going to be a rap group, right? Me and my boys in junior high school. Because we, we, we have like, the, every class in my junior high school was a bad fucking school, right? Like, straight like, me down. Lean on me bad? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Somebody gave me a gun. Somebody gave me a gun the first day of school. Yeah, you first told day me of school, story. somebody gave me a gun. You tell me. Yeah, you got to tell the story. It's like, <laughs> you have to tell the story, yo. <laughs> you don't have I to. I tried to give me a gun. But then I was like, nah, I, I, didn't, I didn't grab the gun because I, I thought I had bodies on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. So you just dumped it in my bag. It was this fucking black nine. I was like, okay. Like, <laughs> first day of school. Like, I just met this nigga. Like, yo, what up? My name's blah, blah. What's up? I'm Rob. Uh, yo, check this out. Right. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, yo, hold that down to lunch. I'm like, uh, I don't know. Some cops come in here. What the fuck happened? He's like, no, no, shut up, shut up. I was like, just dump it in there. I got my fucking papers on it. He dumped it in there. Lunch. Get it back to him. Dumped it back in his bag. 
That's it. I think you just scared of the costume, like I said. Dude, first day of Which school. Thing for me to do, helping him out, but yeah, yeah. But you know, you made it through. You survived right. it. But yeah, that was a shitty school. But like, so like the classes were pretty much gangs, and we used to like, in the hallways between classes, they were just rumbles, class against class. You know what I mean? So our class against that class, just rumbles. So we that we was like, all right, we're gonna be a rap group. Yeah, my my dude down. James. <laughs> this dude James. It's like, we're going to be a rap group called the S-Squad. Everybody name got to start with an S. Right? Yeah, that was yeah. the gimmick. I was like, all right, cool. I drew the logo and shit. <laughs> and then, uh, so everybody name was like, you know, Suicide and Slash and, you know, fucking Semi-Auto. I chose Smooth because I wasn't trying to be a gangster even then. You know what I mean? I was like, I'm Smooth. But I don't know how to rap. I did not know how to rap. But I tried before and it was terrible. So I was like, listen, I don't know how to rap. I'm going to be honest. But I draw, I do graph, you know what I mean? I do, I do everything else. I do the covers, I do the signage, I do the logos, everything. He's like, cool, I'll teach you how to rap. Don't worry about it. You know what I mean? Damn. <laughs> I was like, all right. That's a very friendly game. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, friendly, we, it friendly was friendly as shit, but we was yeah, violent. Yeah. It was, you know. No, nah, I, know, I know how to do <laughs> So, like, he's like, all right. And, and oddly enough, in the back of English class, he taught me how to rap. And it's like, I think back on it, I, I, I'm, trying to look up, I'm trying to look this dude up. But, like, um, the fact that at 13... 12 years old, he was teaching me, like, all right, this is a bar. This is how you count bars. Yeah, this like, is a simile. This is a metaphor. Read the newspaper. Say something from the newspaper. Put it in your joint. Make it funny. Like, all of that. Really? Straight up and down, ABCs Damn. of rap. Straight up. Like, very thorough. Who the fuck <laughs> is this dude? <laughs> and I'm like, yo, like, thinking back, I'm like, shit, he was like 13. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, did, like, did, he stick, did you stick with him through your, like, like high school year and this shit? Nah, because I was the only one from my school that went to that high school. Like, I, okay. I, I moved from different neighborhoods. So it was like, you know. We just, I just lost touch with almost everybody, except for the Damn. people that was in my neighborhood already. So, you know? dude, might be somewhere teaching, rapping in Germany or some shit. <laughs> Yo, I don't know, man. He, he got to be nice as shit now, though. I know that. But, um, yeah, he taught me how to rap. And I remember, <laughs> this is a little unrelated story. I think I told you the story, too. Like, he taught me how to rap. I wrote my little first, like, uh, 16 bars. I can't remember all of it. I can't remember much of it. But anyway... I was feeling myself, feeling real proud of myself. So I go to my cousin, who I used to hang out with all the fucking time. I was like my best friend. Uh, and I'm like, yo, son, I'm, 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 I'm rapping now. He was like, word, kick your, kick your rhyme. <laughs> and I was like, all right, kick my rhyme. And it had like this, this super free um, punchline about Shaq. Because he's like, Shaq was new back then. He was just cracking back boys every fucking game. Yeah. So I had like a metaphor about that. You know, so he's like, all right, that was cool. That was cool. He's like, yo, I'm rapping too. I'm like, word, yo, kick your rap. His name is Ardroy. So he's like, yo. My name is Arjun, I'm not your legal type of fella. I'm always smoking <laughs> He did the whole fucking Nas verse. But I had never heard of Nas, right? Nobody, like, he was, he was just like some, some mixtape shit. And I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God, I'm never rapping again. He's so good. What the fuck? And then, like, half an hour later, his brother played me the Nas song. And I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> and then you're like, like, oh shit, like this nigga ain't recorded his album. For two hours. Oh was God, like, no. I was, I was over. It was a rap for two hours. But yeah, I get to high school, and like, after that, I had only written that verse. And that was yeah. it. And then after I got to high school and I wasn't special no more, I was like, all right, whatever. I was, um, you know, getting into music more by going to concerts, just hanging out with the older kids, sneaking out the house, doing shit like that, doing, you know, bombing. And then one day I was like, fuck it. I'm going to go I'm gonna go for mine. I'm going to the lunch table and I'm going to kick my rhyme, you know? The, the one rhyme. The, no, no, this not that rhyme. I wrote a new rhyme. Okay, okay. Well, I, wrote, right. I was like, you know, I was thinking, you know, I was, I was listening to what people react to. I was like, all right, all right, all right. And then um, 
there was this teacher, right? No, a gym teacher named Mr. Giscombe. Mr. Giscombe? Yeah, Mr. Giscombe. Okay. Who's actually in the news recently, <laughs> so Google him. For, for what? What did he do? <laughs> for inappropriate uh, behavior with a female student. Oh, man. Yeah. Mr. There was, was, was rumors, rumblings of him doing that shit back then, too. So well, you know, Giscombe is close to Giscumbag. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but damn. Shout out to him. Yeah, but his thing was he would just snatch your hat. If you walk into school with your hat on, it was his. And he would sneak up on you and take your shit. And you wouldn't get it back until he would randomly run up on you and make you do push-ups to do it. Get was he like a, a younger... Uh, back then, was he like a young teacher? Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, he was young. So, um... That's fucked up, man. I've, I got a theory about niggas like that, though. Like, like niggas who work in schools kind of young and stay there and end up getting in trouble. Uh, it's kind of like they get stuck in that period... And like the girls are always like, you know what I'm saying? Like they yeah, never, yeah. they never like. Oh man, there was girls there, you know, growing bodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for him, it's just like, like in a, in a way, you can kind of get stuck in that in that mental state. But that's a whole other topic. It's a whole other thing. Yeah. But anyway, I, I like I waited until almost the last minute. I knew lunch was about to be over, and I wanted to kick my rhyme, so I go in, you know, I squeeze my way through. <laughs> and I start rapping. People was kind of surprised because by that time, by the time I um. Started, like, decided to pick my rap. That was, like, the second year, so, like, people knew me. So they were kind of surprised I started rapping. And then I got to that line. I was like, I take out MCs like the scumbag, take your hat. And then the fucking bell rang at that moment. Like, eh. <laughs> Everybody was, oh, Buzzer beater, nigga. Oh, buzzer beater, straight up. Oh, shit. Oh. And, you know, for the rest of the day, yo, I heard you killed that lunch, kid. I'm going to come to the mall. I'm cut my class, come to lunch tomorrow, see you rap. I'm like, all right, cool. And I was like, that was it. That was it. I was like, that was good. I was off from there. Yeah, more drama than your morning paper The one no one relates to The Norman Bates of modern nomenclature Hey, what's your name, son? Tell me where you came from Spec boogie officer, I'm off the reservation But I'm on my paper Crowd motivator The child educator Head slice amputator Scan the data They don't advance, they accessorize I'm packing in more grands than accessorize Shoot, you're bugging me Go and smoke your pesticides That you misidentified as getting high Healthier than ever Yet the flow is so sick inside Slipping by the insipid Sipping my Hennessy and lime twisted It's like Ben and Philly City Hall How they act Think the way to build above you Is going behind your back If your hand is always out And you ain't seeing any stacks Then the standards that you standing on Be crooked since it hatched So, so from that point Were you like Writing new rhymes every day Or like performing that Nah one? I was just freestyling Okay well, oh, After shit. that I was just freestyling Like even that one I didn't write down I just like remembered it Every day I was yeah. just sitting there Like <laughs> you know. Yeah And then um The only thing I wrote down Was when I wrote stories If I wrote okay. a story rap I write it down other than that, I just freestyle. And then uh, I used to write funny stories, you know what I'm saying? Like I wrote a story about like little high school immature shit. Sleeping with a chick when you're drunk, waking up and she fat and ugly. You got to chew your arm <laughs> off to get out and she's running down the black with your arm chasing you. Shit like that. You know, just sit there and entertain your friends. And then, um, what was the, you asked the question? Oh, my rambling. I was, you, were, you were telling me pretty much about like how you came to rap as your, um, you know what I'm saying, as, as your medium, yeah. you know So, yeah, you kind of made me stand out again. You know, the same way I drawing had in my neighborhood, I had this now in school. So, and then uh, at, during that time, I met a guy in school who was a DJ. Because y'all were, the, okay, the S crew. And then was, was the DJ part of the S crew too? No, no, that was done. That was just for school, for that junior high school. Oh, okay, yeah, After yeah, junior yeah. high school, I haven't seen any of those guys. I maybe run into them in the street once in a while. But that's it. Um, this dude, his name was DJ Money, and then there was his boy named Knowledge, 
And it was me and my, I picked a rap name, Spectrum the Oracle. Swag. <laughs> much, that was very much the same, like a Wu-Tang influence. You know, everybody had to be something, thus something. Yo, you used to have long-ass locks, too. Right, yeah. So, yeah. like, it fit. It fit. Spectrum the Oracle fit. Fit the time. You know what I'm saying? And I used to rap on, like, it's like I just started discovering music outside of hip-hop. Because up to that point, hip-hop was what I listened to. Yeah. And when I got to high school, I discovered like Jamiroquai and Portishead and York and shit, you know. So I started rapping over that shit. I was rapping over fucking Dab. The first shit, I gotta, um, I gotta hit up. I can still, I still keep in contact with that DJ from high school. He said he still got the, the first recordings we did and I was rapping oh, over Dab Punk and all that. You gotta get that shit. Yeah. So I'm gonna get that. But yeah, so we was like rapping over anything, really. Putting out mixtapes for school, you know what I mean? Just passing them out to our classmates and shit. So you were popping mixtapes like your own shit in high school. Yeah. Man, like I see I it, missed it. was it. pretty much his and we like make our own songs and just mix them in regular mix. It wouldn't be like just me yeah, the yeah. whole thing. We'd, like I'd have a two, three songs on a mixtape that the crew put together, like we do the cover, you know. That's crazy. He would mix man. it. I you know, somebody else would host it. I feel like I feel like when you start that early. Summertime sex is what they was called, summertime sex tapes. Summertime sex tapes? Yeah. Sex sell, so you know. <laughs> but I like I didn't get started until yeah, college, and even then, um, like I still have this thing to this day where I, I don't like sharing my shit with. Like I'm scared to like let people hear my shit sometimes because I'm just not used to it. That was never my thing. Like I was never like in, in high school rhyming and shit. I would I would hop in cipher sometimes, but you know what I'm saying. Like I've been like my last year of high school. That was the only reason I went. I go to school, go to gym, go to three lunches, and then leave. <laughs> like I just rap all through lunch and then leave and come back when the school is letting out so I can freestyle outside of school and then go fuck home write some more raps for the next day man but I know when I did discover like when I was in college and I finally started freestyling that shit it was literally the only thing I was, I was like oh what are we rapping at let's rap let's <laughs> right. rap we would sit in the room and just smoke weed and rap for hours nigga like <laughs> yo funny thing you know who used to go there um, I used to freestyle this all the time fucking Jay Mills really Jay yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jay Mills is there with me Jay Mills he was kind of nice. He, yeah, yeah, he run up to me all, all the time. Yo, yo, I ain't seen me and see each other. Like, yo, son, come on, let's go, let's go, let's go around the corner, rap, run, son. Spit, spit, son, spit, son. So yeah, he was really hungry back then. Still there. So and then you went to um. Okay. So yeah, like high school bombing through both bombing and like um rapping. I had a friend whose older brother took me to the um New uh, Rocksteady anniversary. Okay. In the Bronx. They had him in like this, this park in the Bronx back then. See, I don't know why they stopped doing that. It was a perfect fucking spot. They moved it into New Jersey, right? Spot. They moved it to like the pair down there, then they moved it to New Jersey, and now I think it's part of the summer stage. But that shit was perfect. Man, so like, okay. And that blew my mind because I was like 17. Going, 16. before we get to that, going like to other boroughs in New York back then, oh. like, it wasn't, was it as accessible? Like, I mean, I know it's accessible, but it was like, did you ever like go? Outside of Brooklyn a lot, or were you kind of like just in Brooklyn majority of the time? I was in Brooklyn the majority of the time. Sometimes I go to the Bronx. I have I had friends there, and I knew I wouldn't see anybody. I knew if I cut class and go to the Bronx, I'm not gonna run into like one of my yeah, father yeah, friends yeah. or something like that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, was, I was like, so I go to the Bronx for that. And uh, yeah, to Queens. Like if if I, if I knew a girl somewhere, or like if I had my own, um, like DJ Money lived in Queens. He lives on Rosa Island, so we go to over there. But that was about it. I wouldn't like be young. I don't know other neighborhoods like that. I just know that like as a as a young dude, how I viewed Cincinnati was other neighborhoods were far as fuck. Yeah. I have a car, or whatever. And then like even even when you think about just 
the the tech the connection you have through technology like that shit didn't exist back then so just right, like right. your world was as big as it was so you were exploring back then damn near like going to hang out with friends yeah, yeah. I mean shit. I'm pretty much just Brooklyn all day until high school that's when I started track because my high school was in Manhattan oh so, shit I didn't know that okay yeah yeah so I just had to go to Manhattan school and once yeah, you, well, once you do that you already halfway there yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. oh yeah so and when I went to school everybody from everyone it was like a specialized school so like everybody there's kids from the Bronx there kids from Queens kids from Uptown LES everywhere so wherever I met them let's go to your crib alright I'll be in that neighborhood it's funny I was talking to this other cat this comedian he was saying he said he went to school for graphic design uh-huh. same shit he said that like when he got there he was like oh everybody is way better than me I went to school for, for art when I got there, I wasn't that everybody was way better than me. It was just that I wasn't satisfied with my own work, like my right. own visual art. So I was like, "What? What? Do I, what am I happy with?" Like when I and music was the one thing I was like, "Man, I love what I'm doing." Like, but everything else, I just wasn't really as as effective. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. In communicating my ideas. So, but and then, um, oh man, I think I'm gonna contact. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is the first uh, time. I've ever had a contact. I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I don't have a contact. But I lost my point, though. So I want to just hold on visual arts history for a minute, since, we right. kept, since we're there. You, I know you have some crazy ass. Like you used to be in the tunnels and shit. Oh yeah. Graffiti. Yeah. And this that shit's crazy to me. Especially like back then and probably still now, because it's such a shitty train line. The G trains tunnels is dumb easy to get up in. You can get up in there and just chill. Ain't gonna be another train coming from mad fucking long. So, <laughs> like, what would you do when the trains came? Like, how how would you not get hit by a train? You know, <laughs> they, they, they're designed for people to be in there and not get hit by trains. Oh, yeah, people yeah. in there all the time. You don't even realize it. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like, in, I feel like in a certain way, they're designed for that. But those people understand. Like, all right, when the train comes, I go to this part of the tunnel. Yeah. Like you just figure that shit out. I mean, of course you just figured it out, but I ain't just figured it out. Somebody had to show me. Bro, no way. Just figure shit out, get you killed. <laughs> <laughs> like I show you, you know, you gotta just run around some people. But how uh, how how uh, successful was your graffiti career? Were you like? Oh, oh nah, I was not successful at all. Really? Fuck out! I was toy. I was toy. Shit up. You gotta put in, uh, if I if I put a couple more years in, but as soon as I started rapping, that pretty much took over. Yeah. You know what I mean? But nah, I, I I would like get up where I happened to be. I wouldn't like. Once I started rhyming, I, that's the last time I went out, like, snuck out the house to go bombing. Plus, I had a cover on of the police, and I was like, fuck it, I can, I'm the nigga in school rapping, I gotta get chased down and beat up by the police. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you fucking, you, you out there, and you, you, when you, like, starting out, and you, like, on that toy level, it's like an intern level, you know, graffiti. So, you think you got a war story or something like that, and then you're like, so fucking what? Like, you know what right. I mean? Like, you go out, you bomb, you took some pictures, you get beat up by a cop, you come, like, yeah, yeah, nigga, fucking, you know, fuck me up, he arrest me, but you don't, got caught up. It looks so fucking, you told me you got me so fucking what? Like, I just have something. Yeah, yeah, like, like somebody, damn, same thought you went through something, you know Somebody what I mean? tell you their, their story, you're like, oh. Right, right. right. Well, I, I guess. Get <laughs> but, like, because I used to do graffiti in Cincinnati, you know, I used to, I used to do, I did like a piece, a burner, or oh, right. I used to tag and shit. But I knew, I knew I was a tool. Like, like you know what I'm saying? It oh, was right. like I knew from jump, like, oh, this is not gonna be anything. <laughs> this is not going anywhere. There were, first, there was nowhere to bomb, and right. then the other thing is that yeah, we I mean, Cincinnati. Back like back of buildings, mm. 
at one point we we like we were just fucking vandalizing, man. Right. Like we weren't like we, we weren't really being creative to a certain extent. We would go places and just we were going for like the the the, uh, the look. So we would like bomb a park, right. where it's like a fucking white. It's like this white castle kind of building in this park. We went and just tagged that bitch up. And it was on the news like, local vandals, vandalize the park. And I was just like, oh, man, we did this all wrong. Because it wasn't like what we thought. You know what I'm saying? We thought we were like getting up. And we ended up, you know what I'm saying? Like just tearing up some local shit. So, and then when I, I, tried, to keep, I tried to keep at it when I went to UC for a year, University of Cincinnati. Right. And the cops there thought it was gang graffiti. Uh, Cincinnati's that small. They're just yeah. like, well, it's got to be gangs. <laughs> it's graffiti. So the, the the local campus police would follow me around. I'm just like, man, this is just largely unsuccessful. <laughs> like, like all of my attempts, I had these elaborate sketchbook like pieces that mm -hmm. just I just gave up. You know what I'm saying? Because there wasn't really no no scene for that shit. Right. But um. So now you still do you still do visual art shit though. Right. That's what that's where I make my money. Yeah. But that's how it's always been kinda like like I never stopped doing visual art. Like that's all I've ever done. Like that's all I've ever made money from. I've never like had a job with anything not creative. I think I did once for like a, I had a, I worked at a call center for like a month. That shit probably ate you alive. Seriously. <laughs> the reason I stayed a month because it was like a cute girl there. Otherwise, I'd stay like that first day. I was like, fuck, out of here. Those call center jobs are usually just time, just like, I need a, a quick some money real quick. Right, that's right. exactly what it was. But like, because you uh, worked with, on the OK Player shit. Yeah. And then like, I'm assuming when you were overseas, which is a whole other, you traveling is crazy in itself. But I'm assuming you were doing like art shit over there too. Yeah. I mean, it pretty much started with the OK Player shit because like when I was in high school, um, my major, we had like a major, you know, for the last two illustration years, you can like take a major. It was like computer animation or computer design, architecture, industrial design, fashion, you know, you pick one. Yeah. So I picked the uh, computer graphics because I like, you know, I wanted to learn a computer. So um, my teacher pretty much was like, if you want to make money, get into the internet. This is like 98, so it was like 97, 98. He's like, that you want to make money? <clears throat> that was early in the game, too. Very early in the game. Can you say that? I was like, all right, what kind of computer do you need? I was like, you told me what kind of computer to get, like, like the, um, the Mac G Tower, D3 Tower. Told my dad I needed it. He was like, all right. So he did a job. Instead of getting money, he's like, buy me that computer. So he got me the computer like that. So like, that's how I like how called my fucking parents was about that shit. It's, it's like, so he's good. like, go, go ahead. instead of getting a paycheck for a job, he's like, buy myself a computer. And that's it. You know what I mean? It's super cool. Like, I got that same sort of work ethic instilled in me, but in a different way. Like, it was... Like, when I... Like, the whole, um, I'll match you for money. Like, I wanted a pair... I wanted a pair of Jordans. And it was... I was like, I want some Jordans. And my mom was like, well, I'm not paying that much for shoes. <laughs> and I was like, well, if I get half of the money... She's like, yeah, I'll match you. Mm -hmm. So I started, like, cutting grass and doing all kinds of shit. Like, you know, that same work ethic. But for you, that work ethic was, like, applied in, a, in an artful direction. And like, I... Like, so many people have... This view of the artist is being like starving mm -hmm. and not being compensated and just kind of, you know, like, like the starving artist is not even something that's like, that's romanticized. It's just something that people consider to be true. Right. And like, it's almost like to make money for your art, you're vilified in a way. Like, you're either, like, it used to be you're a sellout or now it's like you do pop and pop music is easy. But oh, I okay. feel like art in general as a craft, even if you're like mainstream or you're just designing fucking designing like you're designing some shit that's like 
super like whatever. It's not considered like museum art. Right. It's still a craft and it's still a skill. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I mean, I'm, the, the stuff I'm doing mostly for money. It's not. It's not in galleries and shit. It's on websites. It's on like t-shirts and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But it's commercials. But <laughs> right. My bills are paid, and I get to make whatever kind of fucking music I want to make. But so and it's, I'm not saying I've always, you know, it's, I've gone through life and been high and low and broken. No, yeah. Dough like caked up or whatever, but like, I've never like I don't know. It's hard for me to compromise that and not. So, better question is how is as how is be creative? I'm fucking cool. You know? How has visual art impacted your music? You know what I'm saying? Like, because because mm. for for the most part, visual art has been your life. You know what I'm saying? Like, in conjunction with music, so to speak. <clears throat> but it's always been there. Even as like like you said when uh, when you respect Boogie. It was easy to put it on and take it off. Yeah. And then, like, I, w I would assume when you took it off, you kind of just go back to visual art, or you mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. so how has visual art kind of impacted everything for you? I mean, it's really at the core of what I do. Even with the music, like, I can't even even when I write a song, even if like nothing, even if you don't see the art, it's there when I write. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, sometimes I don't go as far as to create a visual for it, but sometimes most of the times I do. Like, if you, like in my rhyme books, it's like a sketch. You know I, what I, mean? I was like about to bring time. it up. It's funny because <laughs> we just did a joint this weekend. And, uh, like the first bar was like my name in graffiti. And I didn't, I, when you record, I was like, yeah, yeah. it's dope. But I looked at your Instagram and it's literally a picture of your name in graffiti and then under it's right. my name in graffiti. And I'm like, yo, this thing is crazy. <laughs> but that happens all the time. Like, you know, and it's always a, like, that's why I like doing like the weekly things. I can do a cover for everything. Yeah, Every yeah. single song I put out gets a cover, and that's cool. Because I can't do not, I can't just put out an MP3. It's gotta have a cover. And especially <laughs> in today's world, like where the two are so intrinsically married, like it's almost like you're doing yourself a disservice to not have something visually associated with the music. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's what, like, that's the only hindrance. The biggest hindrance of doing the 9 to 5 stuff is like the money's good, but I don't get to dedicate that time to really making the visuals for the music the way I want to. Because, like, it would take 9 to 5 hours yeah. to make, you know. Do the right way. I mean, well, you know, you you do have the um the luxury. Well, not necessarily the luxury, but we're granted the luxury nowadays of everything being so non-linear that you can kind of take your time with things a little bit more and like really feel shit out. But that's that depends on what you would like your your schedule. You know, it's like mm -hmm. how urgent it is for you to get it out. Von P's favorite rapper, never in the trap. I keep a notebook if y'all want some crack though. Magic with the grammar. I got that abracadabra that'll make a cadaver out of your track. Presto Tango has no aim and let the thing go when your brains go bang. Angels with no halos with some angles like it ain't no thing. Where I'm raised, there ain't no right or wrong. It's just weak and strong. We don't take no lights so we can dissolve. Keep your beat prepared. Be the change or be afraid. I would rather be insane than be a slave any day. All I seem to see is these weak MCs on my dinner plate. You have never seen reality, then let me demonstrate. Timberlands in the summer, plastic cups sipping any straight. You ain't in my face to give me cake, to give me space. I ain't here to shimmy, shake and shut the job. I don't rap about my car cause I don't got no Fucking car, but let me get a fucking car. I'll rap about that shit I got. I'm a fan of food and making money is a caveat. So I'm seeing opportunity and take a deadly shot to celebrate with all I got. Make it rain on my trap queen, call it confetti. Wow. What? Who do you admire as far as visual artists? Like, I know everybody, mm. like, yo, who's your favorite rappers? But, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, visual mm. artist wise. Like, let me tell you. <clears throat> this is so intrinsic to me, right? Like, it's so the same to me. If you ask me who put out or who made L.O. Cool J's Mama Said Knock You Out, 
I'm going to say LL Cool J, Marley Maul, Def Jam, and Say Adams for the drum ball. Because <laughs> he did the art. And that was, yeah. that's, I look at that immediately. Like when I open up an album, open up the artwork, immediately look at the credits. Chimo Dude, Brent Rollins is the fucking man. Brent Rollins is my favorite of everybody. Okay. Like that's the fucking, like there's so many times, like especially in high school, I go to Fat Beats and just buy records just off the cover, even if I never heard of it. It might be dope, it might not be. That cover's hot. And most of the times, it's fucking some Brent Rollins. <laughs> like that's how I discovered, um, that's how I discovered Dilated Peoples. Cause the, uh, he did the, um, the work, the Angles cover. And it was like, he did, um, it was like the silhouette, right? And it was like the shadow, but in the shadow was like a maze. Like the whole thing was a maze. And it was- I gotta I, check this shit out. It was crazy. I was like, I, that was the first thing I'm like, this, I was like, what the fuck? This and shit is nuts. I, I feel like, so Brent Rollins- That's how I discovered the roots. Who did the root shit? I don't know who did the root shit. It was um, it was a single cover for clones. Yeah. And it was a fucking no frills box, and I was yeah, like, yeah. fucking jing. It's like it's called clones <laughs> and it's no frills. I'm buying it. I don't care what the fuck this is. And I took it home. I was like, this shit is hot. What the fuck is the rules? Oh shit. You know what I mean? That's how yeah. I discovered the shit. And that shit, you know. And I, I feel like that's something we undervalue in terms of like the experience is that. I never thought about it like that, to be t totally honest with you. Like, I remember these classic records, but I remember them on the merit of the music. I never thought about how striking the visual was, because then you didn't really have, like, this super saturated thing where it was just, like, Instagram, Twitter, TV videos, like, billboards. You had literally walking in the record store, knowing you wanted to buy the Ghetto Boys album and seeing Bushwick Bill on a fucking right. gurney. Like, oh, shit, what is this? This is crazy. You know what I'm saying? But, so, for you... Like it's almost like interchangeable that the the artists, the the recording artists and the visual artists and the record label all work in concert. Like it's their release. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Definitely. But yeah, so so not Henry Rollins, Brent Rollins. Brent Rollins, yeah. Oh, the, you talking about the platform? Nah. nah we're, nah. we're looking at the album covers right now. Nah, I'll show it to you when I when I find it. But he does all the album covers though. Okay. He does great work. The shit he did for um, Lyrics Born is dope. He did shit for Gangstar. Hmm. Is he from the Bay or something? Or he, he in Brooklyn now, but I don't know where he's from. <laughs> he All did right, a lot so. of Spike Lee shit. He did that. Do the right thing, I think. Damn. The, the, the text. I'm pretty sure he did that. He, he did one of Spike Lee joints. I'm not sure if it's do the right thing, but... What other, yeah, like, name? my favorite. Um, like, two to three more I should... I should check out or we should check out or you know what I'm saying? Or as far as graphic that you design go? Yeah. They could do, it could be anything. Photographers, any sort of visual art. You know, I fuck with Carol Walker. I love her. But Natural, that's my dude. I yeah, got some man. stuff from him. Which is great. Nat Natural's another dude that like, he did it opposite though. Like, he still does the music. Yeah. Yeah. But he just really took off with that visual shit. It really man. did, yeah. He's doing his thing, man. He had a great year. Yeah, me and him went to All Star game, All Star weekend one time. Oh yeah. <laughs> so it was supposed to be me and him. He was gonna have a show with Raekwon and wanted me to just come out there with him. Nice. Just fucking random as fuck. But shout out to Natural. But I, I do want to see. It. It's not the. It's not that one with the silhouettes. What well, one? Uh. Up top. Oh yeah, no, see this. That was gonna. Yeah, that's crazy. I saw that and I was like, "What the fuck is that?" The dilated people's is dope. So yeah, but I had never. I even know what the fuck it was. 
I didn't care what it was. I bought it because <laughs> I was like, you guys don't know that shit. <laughs> but so, all right, getting into uh, some music shit again. Mm-hmm. You have an extensive back catalog. Yeah, I got a lot of joints. Like how many how many joints did you, have you done? Like albums, projects, mixtapes. I don't know. If you had to, if you had to just ballpark a figure, I probably six. I think six, seven, six. There's only one album really, and then it was a um, introspective, right? introspective album. Then there was Specflix, then Kid Gorgeous, Dial Sign Language, Brass Knuckle Rap Hustle, and the Midsummer's Night Dream, right? Miss, oh yeah, I forgot about that Miss Summer Night. I just um, got. I, I've been. I've been playing that a lot. And fresh out the box, so that's seven. Yeah, and then the gross single, that's eight. Yeah, yeah. So the gross single was the first, the first musical release you had, right? Hmm. Like you were, how did that come about? Like you, because it was like tell, tell me, tell them a little bit about it, because I'm sure that you know some people probably don't know about it. You know what I'm saying? All right. This was when I after I dropped out of college. Came back to New York around 2002, I want to say. Were your parents mad at you for dropping out of college? My parents have been deceased. Oh, shit. Yeah, my, my mom died when I was 15, my pops when I was 18. Which so makes you a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I promise you, anybody, anybody without parents, who, when their parents die when they're young, they're superheroes to me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like You're like fucking Superman, Spider-Man, or somebody. But So you dropped out of college. Yeah, came back to New York. And I was making demos with um, Ben, my boy Ben. Yeah, yeah. Sleeping on his couch. Lucy! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, a girl I was dating had a friend who worked with Jeff, who was like Jeff's employee. And he was, I guess he was playing it in the office one day. And Jeff was like, what's that? He introduced us. And then he said he wanted to put something out. And it took like a couple years, but it came out, you know, with a t-shirt and stuff. I mean, but... Uh- I know Jeff Staple was not Jeff Staple back then. Nah, but I, had, I, I still heard of Staple. It was still a yeah, line. Yeah, you yeah. Know, it had been around for a couple of years at that point. Like, how did... But they were like, you know, just had like a little uh, office pretty much the same size as this room here. Was it yeah. his idea or your idea? To... It was his. That's crazy. Yeah, it was his. He came yeah. to me and said, yo, let's do this. And I was like, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Never painted my reality I look to graph writers just to find commonality Names sprayed across trains Spoke to me magically Memorial walls beautifully telling tales Of tragically short lives Immortalized the verse of aerosol On the corner store Where we all heard the battle calls Fuck a pale horse That rides hair and many fawns From friendlier on the force The enemies that you cross Getting tossed Soul sold and bought at large cost My people's joined the army As a last resort Trying to leave the streets before the streets leave them lost There's another obituary in the news report Cold corpse, I know dead cat strolling around Still up on the block, serving fiends, holding it down Up on the corner, they see me and they throwing me pounds Grew up together, I watched them diggers holding the ground Took different roads somehow, he's rolling with clowns It sounds foul, but his life is disposable now A conversations of memorials for multiple styles It's killing me to see him kill himself, killing the town I escape with bad habits, strictly living in clouds And I hope this fit the liquor, hopes to feel in the drown Feeling me now? If not, then just let me know I know it sounds bad, but some things are best to show. Shit.
shit, I don't like it either That's just the stress we know Sad song will never change Unless we grow From the cradle to the grave Family to loneliness From the politicians to kids Out on the corner Life is black and white Rich and poor, young and old Death is wrong and right Good and evil, warm and cold Let's get something better All that glitters isn't gold I've learned to keep with me Something that my father told me That it's not where you from Where you at or where you going It's what you learn along the way, y'all Just keep growing I guess back then Was he trying to start a full-on label Or was he just interested in like Nah, he just like a destroyer one off thing. That's pretty much what's the standard now. Like yeah, he, yeah. He, he, that's another thing. He was, he was the Jeff Staple was the first in a lot of shit. Yeah. And he just, I was lucky enough to, that he picked me for that. And so he was the first with that one. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, it's such a good record, man. It's, it's crazy to think that you, Jeff Staple, and fucking Ben, who, like, like a lot of people have, have read his writing at this point. Yeah. Like Ben is a, is a acclaimed writer at this point. Right. He, he pretty much stopped rapping right after that. And yeah. Just started writing. <laughs> like that was the last thing he did. He's like that was it. Yeah, Yo, you got to do his show. They got they got a radio show. Yeah, yeah. That's no way radio yeah. shit. Yeah. You got to do that shit. But yeah, I talk about my NBA work over there. But so okay, out of out of all of that, which out of all of those projects, which one is like your reasonable doubt, so to speak? You know how Jay Z has that grudge, that album he just. Takes it with him wherever he goes. This is this is joint. This is shit. Like, what's your favorite one that you did? My favorite, I think Dollar Sign Language. I like that one. Why? What? Okay, what was on Dollar Sign Language first? Um, shit, I don't know. Um, I know Amsterdam was on Dollar Sign Language. And, okay, yeah, okay. Dollar Sign Language would be my favorite too, because I remember Amsterdam was Amsterdam was that shit. I feel like Dollar Sign Language. Like the 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 beat you picked, kind of predated a lot of that. Like when you think about uh, Drake's "So Far Gone" mixtape, like he was rapping over some of that shit too. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It, it, it kind of got popping a little bit. I think I think I was a little early on that one too. Yeah, right. yeah. Superfly, I performed that a lot. Superfly was the the uh, rapping over, over, rapping yeah, over Mayfield Drake. Yeah. Some guys, I like that one. So just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this is this is my shit. <laughs> I like this one. And so Amsterdam is your favorite joint over there? Uh, my favorite joint on it? I don't think my favorite joint on here is Amsterdam. I think it might be, um, oh, New York I Love You is on here? Yeah, this is the joint. Oh, New York I yeah. Love You is amazing. Yeah, yeah, Yo, all right, so yeah, yeah. Just the shit. Dollar Sign yeah, Language is my favorite one. <laughs> Brass Knuckle Rap Hustle has my favorite name of all of them. Right, right. But I, I, okay, so Dollar Sign Language is the shit. Am I? I'm not on there, am I? I don't think so. I don't think I'm on there. That was before you moved there. I think. Something to hold on was on there. Yo, this, yo, no, I was, I was, this one I had just moved up here. Yeah. I had just moved yeah. up here. I remember this. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. But so, yeah, like, um, what was the kind, like, was there a, because a lot of, a lot of your albums are heavily conceptual. Like, the Midsummer's Night Dream was all Maxwell. The, um, that was a Mellow X joint, Mellow X mixtape. Yep. The, um, and I just rapped on it. <laughs> Put on a beat tape, I rapped on it. Introspective was. Introspective was about you going to California, like your ties to California, in a, in a sense. In a sense, it was pretty much just about me and like, but my early stages, like you know. Um, what else? Um, fuck, I'm, I'm blanking. But conceptually, like you're a really concept-driven artist, in, in the mm -hmm. sense of like all of your songs. It's, it's while you got bars, you can do it. It's never just rapping to rap, and when it is rapping to rap. It, you know what I'm saying? It's the, it happens, but it's not like, that's not your thing, you know? 
Yeah. Not in my mind. Yeah, that's not my thing. Like, the thing is, I like telling story raps, right? Yeah. And that's because, like I tell you, it brings back to the, um, the visual part of it. It starts with the visual. Like, I know. Like, I'm not really, I'm not trying to tell a story. I'm trying to tell you, I'm trying to describe to you what happened because I can see it. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm describing it to you. I'm not. That's why I got to try to put it together. I already know what the fucking story is. It's dead. Yeah. So I just got to describe it. <laughs> I just got to transcribe what the fuck is happening. You know, I guess in my head or whatever the fuck. So like that's why I like doing that. You know, even when I even when I do the joints where I'm just rapping the rap, it's gotta be like it's gotta be shit you wish you would just say or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like that's, even, that's the only thing. Like even when I listen to shit, I can't listen to nobody if they don't say something that I'm like shit. <laughs> yeah, even like the uh, joint me and you did. Right, it's a yeah. random joint that I'm, I'm gonna put out eventually. Like your whole verse is about coats. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Like yeah. it's just it's the illest shit because it's like. Like this nigga just rapping about coats, and then you you seal it up at the end of the at the verse, but it's just like I would have never thought to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like just I don't know why I wrote that shit. That was a weird one. That's just dope, man. Thank you. But um, and the other thing you do to tie in all visually is like the videos. You you have a lot oh, of yeah. videos. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I like the videos. So for I guess for this project, will there be as many videos? Are you gonna focus on? Yeah, man, I already got like three, four. Okay. Like in the can. One is one is out. The um the Shigo trip is out. And this about you. And this about you. When I'm alone in my room, sometimes I stare at the wall And in the back of my mind, I hear my conscience call Telling when I was overseas on tour And met the Ethiopian queen from Philly taking classes abroad She told me what she went to school for She wants to be a lawyer In other words, she studies law Asked her what's her name, she said blah 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 She had nine, ten pants in a very big bra And I'm too old to be fronting when I'm feeling Denzel and acting like he ain't appealing when you are Caramel complexion, breath smelling like cinnamon. Excuse me, hon, I told me no harm. Turn around again, ass so fat that you can see her from the front. She looks so good, huh? She go trip, yeah. That's pretty, that's pretty much the only one that's out, and there's like two more. And then uh, I'm gonna do at least two more again. <laughs> so it's gonna be like, at least half of these joints are gonna be have videos. Yeah. So wait, alright, we, since we're there. I'm gonna do as many as I can, actually. Let, let's talk about it. Books and Chicks in Brooklyn shit. Yeah. Explain the title. I mean, the title is fairly obvious. Right. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's it. I mean, I just like, <laughs> like, I'm going to take the most, I'm going to take everything that encompasses who I am, what I rap about, and just make it the most simplest sentence I can. It's the most simplest phrase. Yeah. You know, books and chicks books. Pretty much what it is, like, books, books is the education. The books is the what you learn every day. Books is, you know, the story raps. and what Because my story raps have conclusions and lessons in them. So I got to, you know, you, you learn something. It's not about, you know, just text on a page. It's about, you know, Education, educating others, educating yourself. Growing up, my pops used to tell, ask me all the time, what you learn today? You know? And there was never, the only wrong answer was no answer at all. You know, you can just say anything. I remember one time I was in the summer, I was like, what you learn today? I was like, ain't no school. Like, that you ain't learn nothing. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, um, don't, I, I can't, you shouldn't turn the hydrogen on, stay in front of it, because you might slip. He's like, there you go. You learned something. <laughs> you didn't know that yesterday. You just bust your ass. Like you know something, you know something. It's an important lesson. Right, so that's books and chicks is just the women. That's like, you know, men, we love women. Yeah. They're our mothers. That's our relationship with our mothers, our sisters, our lovers, everybody. You know what I mean? The, our influences. Women kind of run the world in a sense. Not, uh, you know, I know we live in a patriarchal society and stuff like that. And I think the reason 
systems like that exist to keep people down is because they know the potential of the, that yeah, people's yeah. power. You know what I mean? People of color, women, they know how powerful those people can be, so they don't want that. So they're gonna make sure to keep them down at the root level, that's like the psychological level. That's what the um, purpose of the patriarchy is for. That's what the purpose of racism is for. But so like you know, I have a lot of respect for women. And that's what the chase is about, pretty much. So, you know. Brooklyn shit is just Brooklyn, Brooklyn shit. Brooklyn shit is just Brooklyn <laughs> shit. That's when you're going to get the bars. That's going to get the hood shit. That's the that's the, <laughs> that's the Timberlands shit. Timberlands in the, the summer, summer shit. Yeah, that's the under your tongue shit. You know what I mean? I got to still. That's part of me. That's part of my upbringing. That's the hood yeah. shit. That's what you're going to get. That's when you know you mix them up. That's what you get. You get me. You mix it. You know, you get a dope story about a chick in the hood, and it's gonna educate you. That's so, some books of chicks and brothers shit. Are you like? Do you read books? Yeah, man. I fucking love reading books. All right. As a as a self professed non book reader. All right. I won't say I hate books, but I will say my attention span for books. I get halfway through a book and I'm like, I, I can't do this anymore, and All I have right. to walk away from it. Yeah. That's How do you think. find the time to read books? Hey. Like, when, when do you do most of your reading? Like, in the crib before I go to bed. I can't do it. Like, out. You know, just to wind down, you know? You know, you make me fucking tired, actually. You know, just go to sleep. Be, like, you know, be patient as you can. That's probably a good time to read. Yeah. You know, on the train sometimes, if I'm not listening to, if I'm not trying to write, I might listen to some instrumentals. Just read. You know? See, on the train, I would want to listen to music, not read a book. Yeah, but, but listen to instrumental shit. That's what I'm saying. Listen to nothing with no words. So it don't distract you. Because hmm. I want to, I want to enter my goal. Is, I'm not going to hit the mark this year. I mean, I, I might. I wanted to read four books this year. All right. Start off slow. Four books. How many books have I read this year? I only read two. Like, and the one, the one author that's going to follow me around is Octavia Butler. I remember you told oh, me yeah, to check man. her out. And then uh, Jessica told me to check her out when I was in LA. All right. My girl, we talk about her all the time. Yeah, she's a shit. And I'm like, she's a shit. Jessica broke down her whole shit to me, like the, the, right. the book series. And I'm like, why? Don't, why haven't I? She broke down. Um, what's the brood? What is it? Something brood? Lilith's brood. Lilith's brood, and there's another one I forget. But she yeah. couldn't figure out which one to start me off on. All right. Uh, that's a tough one. All right. The two I tell people to start off on is either the parables or the um. I think it's called the Patternist series, like the Xenogenesis, I think it's called, but I call it the Patternist series, right? Okay. It's one of the two. I usually, for some reason, steer those towards the parables because it's like, it's kind of dystopian and it's, it's really fucking, it's a dope story. You know, it's just plausible. It's not like, because um, the Patternist is like more science fiction and fantasy. Yeah, yeah. And, and the I'm, parables are straight up some real shit. Like, this yeah. shit can happen, dude. Like, you know I mean? I'm, I'm not <laughs> like, a big sci-fi kind of dude. Right, you know so what you, in the that's parables, why, then, then parable, we watching, parable of the Sower and Parable of the Talents. Okay. And that's why even when, when we were watching... Um, Them shit's just raw, so... Twilight Zone, like, Alfred Hitchcock. Like, it was cool because I'm like, it's storytelling. You right, know what I'm saying? Right. It's not like heavy sci-fi. But you said the parables is dope. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna check it out. So check that out. Yeah. That'll be the book that I I, I task myself with finishing before the year is out. What are the have you read any books recently? Um, not really. Nah. I've just been fucking writing. <laughs> are there any books on the horizon that you want to check out? There's some sci-fi shit I want to check out. You um, mean, you you like you fuck with sci-fi books? Yeah. I just fuck with sci-fi. Mm. There's still new, you know, black writers coming up. I got, that's, that was my goal to check out more young black authors okay you know because I'm, I'm usually just been checking up on shit that's 
been read, I mean, I read Outliers just now, you know, like I just finished that. But that was my first time reading it. I'm going to read it again. I was trying to read, um... That was like the last book I read, Outliers. What's the one about, um... What's the one... See, I don't even know what the fuck the book is called. It's the, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a Malcolm Gladwell. Blank. I was trying to finish okay. Blank. Yeah, yeah. I, I got like a quarter of the way through Blank. Yeah, I read that when it came out. I did read and This Is How You Lose Her. I didn't, I didn't, the Juno Diaz joint. Okay. No, I haven't read that. Yeah, I read that. You don't read that book after breakup. <laughs> <laughs> Do not read I mean, it's called This Is How You Lose Her. Is that not an indication? I, I, th- I thought it was going to be like, you know, like I didn't know it was going to be... It's it's just awful to read if you're heartbroken. Like it's awful. I think I read that. It's 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 about a dude who's just like a crummy dude to a woman, but not like not like all at no, once. No, no, just no, no, no. incrementally what else crummy. Is he um, shit, that I couldn't tell you. Okay, well, fuck it. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, the most recent thing was in this is how you lose her. But um, where am I? At? All right, so how did you? You said this is, and this is this album is the Rob Cave album, right? And it just felt right for you to be Rob Cave. And w- like, what what makes this not a spec boogie album? When you listen to it, what about it is like different? I guess the same way that like um, I broke it down to books and chicks and Brooklyn shit. I tried to break everything down to like the simplest way of saying things. You know, instead of just you know, I still say like the writing metaphors and. Crazy bars and shit is kind of muscle memory at this point for me. Yeah. I don't have to concentrate on that, but there's still other other parts of my music that I should be concentrating on and building up and making better. Especially after being gone, I last joint I put out was like three, four years ago. So I can't make people wait three, four years right. and give them like some of the same old <laughs> shit. Like, oh, it sounds, you know, you gotta hear progression, you gotta hear, you know, something new. And so, um, <laughs> Rob Cave is other than Spec Boogie. Spec Boogie's more just the bars and the lyrical shit and Rob is more visceral, more like just emotion, you know. This album is more emotional. It's more even like the shit that just the bar songs is, is more emotion in it. It's not just techn- technicalities and just like you know surgical skill type shit. Yeah, even even the new way, not new way, but the way you're recording your vocals now, like it, you right. can, you can feel the words more. It's not just it's not just words some fly shit to say. It's some shit you feeling. You know what I'm saying? Like right. and it sounds it, it comes across that way. I know that the listeners probably won't hear that right now, but <laughs> maybe maybe I'll, maybe we'll get. Nah, I'm putting the joint out next next week. I'm putting it out on my birthday. Oh on shit! Monday. Oh word! Your birthday's yeah. Monday? Yeah, yeah. Turn the fuck up, <laughs> my nigga. <laughs> Wait, what are you doing for your birthday? Uh, it's on a Monday. Yeah, I don't know. You gotta turn up on a Monday. But uh, <laughs> uh, so wait, you said you were gone for three. It's been three to four years since you put out your last thing. Since introspective, yeah. What were you doing for those three years? Like what um. I mean, you know, because that could be considered a, a self-imposed sabbatical kind of, in a sense, to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Like, what what did you spend that time doing? But like, like what was what was that time spent doing to to bring you to this new body of work? Just living, just living life. I was in Europe for a little bit, you know. I was in Europe for two years. Yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy how you went. I, I keep trying to like. I'm not trying to just tell the story for you, but I kind of know. Like, you know what I'm saying? I kind of yeah, know, yeah. like, 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 I just remember you being like, yeah, I'm going to Europe. I'm like, okay, cool. And then you just never came back. <laughs> like, yeah, what happened to Spec? I don't know. He we went to Europe. Yeah. In the continental. Yeah. Let's go.
I'm the intercontinentalist It ain't no telling where I'm going nor where I've been Intercontinentalist It ain't no telling where I'm going or where I've been Come on, I'm intercontinent I ain't there for compliments I'm there for pounds and pence Euros, shillings and yen I ain't trying to convince you I'm as live as it gets I don't state the obvious My state is the metropolis of NY I write raw raps on a tarmac to get fly To Amsterdam so as soon as Atlanta get hot I know the hustle is a global struggle just to get by So everybody can relate to the grind My mind transcends languages, class and racial barriers Everything I love's on that like baby carriages yeah. Around the way collabing with the savages and nomads yeah. Caveman, Comac, yeah. or wherever the dough at Whenever I go back, I bring with me stories to tell With all the glory yeah. and the gory details My trains never, never derail, flights never, never delayed And we always having fun as long as we getting paid So come along Yeah, so it was dope out there I did a bunch of shows, met a bunch of dope people And that's pretty much, they had a, like a, a the, I can't fight the musicians out there And the MCs and the producers out there That have an influence on the sound and I, because I like they sound. It just sounds crazy. And uh, you did that internationalist joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right there, and that. Oh like, yeah, that was another. Part. I was kind of spit out there in the middle of it, but well, yeah. a song came out at least. Yeah, like and the, I remember the hearing it. Songs came out, and it sounded. I was like, okay, this is different. Yeah, there was something. It was inching towards something different. Yeah, yeah. But what all? So where all did you? While you were out there, where all did you visit? Um, because you Paris. were living in Amsterdam, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I went to Paris. I did a show with Freeway, and I did a show with P-Rock Sales Smooth and a bunch of other dudes, like Jay Rudy, just like a festival. And then I went to um, Germany, I performed with KRS-One. In Amsterdam, I rocked with Jizza, uh, Just Blaze and Alchemist, um, a bunch of solo shows and uh, for artists out there. There's a bunch of shows in Amsterdam and Rotterdam as well. Rotterdam, I did a show with Bliss, Bliss the Ambassador. Uh, where else did I go? Man, you checking bucket list shit off left and right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I went to fucking uh, Zanzibar, Africa. That was crazy. Yo, you told me the craziest story. You said you got your hair cut. Yeah. In a dark alley with a razor. What? Yeah, with a razor blade, son, in a comb. I was like, the fuck? Like, yo. <laughs> Yeah, because I was out there for a little while. It was a, it was a film festival. You just, all right. It was a, it's a, it's called ZIF, the Zanzibar International Film Festival. And I was out there to perform for the festival. I did two shows or three, you know, because like every night they had performances. So it was like a bunch of like people from around Africa and a couple of artists, I think, from the UK or something like that, and then me. And um, yeah, it was crazy out there. So one night, like I was out there, I needed a haircut. Cause I, was there, I was out there for a few days. So I was kind of open. I was like, I, don't, I can't do a show without a haircut. So I asked the local dude, kind of this, this young kid that was showing me around all the time, kind of like, they, they, that's the kind of like, they have a tourist culture. So they, they attach themselves to you and yeah, you just yeah. hang out. So you just got to find somebody you don't mind hanging out with when you go to those types of places and you just hang out with them. Started some couple dollars at the end of the day. So I'm like, y'all need a haircut? You know, I can take me somewhere I can get a haircut. He's like, yeah, cool. He takes me to his block or whatever. He's like, wait right here. I'll go get the dude. I'm standing there, it's like no electricity in this little town. Standing in the dark, some dude comes up to me, he's like, hey, what are you, what are you, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm just waiting for somebody. He's like, you from America? I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay. He's like, I'm about to go inside, have some dinner with my family. I'm like, all right. He's like, you want to come? I was like, oh, I'm good. He's like, okay. I'm like, all right. I was actually tripping the fuck out. I'm like, all right, you're going to invite this big ass. 
stranger in your house. Yo, that's See, I don't know what your family because you're standing out here. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> he come out with his boy. He's like, I need like 75 cents for the razor. And he like, gave him money for the razor. When he got the razor from this little general store. And then like, we walking around. He's looking for a spot to with enough light so he can sit down and cut, cut my head. So he just sit down in front of somebody's steps. I had a porch, like, he's like, I could say, outside the generator or whatever. Some, some private houses had electricity. So he sat under the porch light, pulled out a razor blade and a cone, and just edged me up, gave me a nice fade. It was, it was a perfect little fucking haircut. It was how, straight up. How long did this take? Like, 34? We were just hanging out, like, eating fruit and shit. Because I would well, I guess he's a master of his craft. But A, it seemed like it wouldn't take long. And then B, 15, 25 minutes. Were, at any point in this exchange, were you scared at all? Nah. That's shit. You scared of? But I, I, guess, I guess in my mind, like, I don't, I, you had time to assess the environment. In my mind, it sounds like you're in a dark alley, a nigga with a razor blade comes up, like, I'm about to come down. <laughs> <laughs> like, I guess I ain't thinking about it. I'm fixing the shame, mister. But, no, no, I try, they were kids though. They wasn't like they were cool kids. They wasn't you can tell when somebody's kind of not a good yeah, person. Yeah. They like they were just cool kids. Like, you know, they weren't that old. They were like 16, 17, 18 years old. You know. Like so, and you did all this traveling alone because I remember no, we were I was with Mahalia. Um, oh, okay, I was okay. A manager and a girl. Oh, she was Mahalia. in Africa with you too. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She was. Um, she did a bunch of shit. She's just a hustler. See, I see at that. I I thought you were traveling alone for some reason. Some of these places I traveled Cause alone because you... she couldn't go. Cause like, you know, but she <laughs> she pretty much booked most of the shit. You know, she's like. Awesome. Yeah, when you came to London, we were we had a show in London. Yeah, yeah, I was and you just popped myself. up like, yeah, it's like yeah. spec, like yeah, <laughs> this shit was like fucking racing cabs and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah that I shit was Germany. Was... That was I went to I went to a few, you know, a lot of spot dates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I went off by myself, but like I had a I had people in Amsterdam, her and like I had a DJ out there, like I had a I you know gathered the people when you, you some place people you gather community. So and they adopted me into their community. So I guess and, do you have any? Like travel tips Shit. for people trying to like like not trying but when you're when you're alone in another country travel tips what would be your number one travel tip for trying to get a haircut in a dark alley in Africa? <laughs> Yo, I'm not a good person to give travel tips because like uh, like it's, the story just illustrated I make crazy decisions yeah. while I'm traveling because I like that shit. I'm an adventurous type of person. I like you know I'll, I'll eat the weird shit. I don't fuck, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'll go down the dark alley. <laughs> What's down this alley? Bro? Yeah. <laughs> Did you do anything else? Anything else that was craziest? Almost missed that fucking show with Freeway because I got lost in Paris. That's Just a good around. Lost yeah. <laughs> I hear they don't fuck with niggas in some places. I mean, he was nice to me. I don't know. No, nah, I don't know. Once they know you're American, I think it's a different experience. If they thought I was like African or you know. It'll probably treat me differently, but, but like but the American thing holds a lot of fucking weight. Yeah, a lot around the world. Like I think if I was of another part of the diaspora, they'd have treated me a little differently. But so on the flip, when you would encounter these American artists just in other cities, they probably would show you extra love. Like, oh shit, you from Brooklyn? Oh, what up, nigga? You yeah. speak the language. Really? Really? It was, it was, I don't really, you know, like, what's up? You, know, you would, I would, I would think they would be so happy to see another American to some extent. They, nah, they don't travel alone. They travel with okay. their own people, entourage and shit. I'm like, I'm more, I'll be the one excited to see an American. <laughs> they just came from America. I've been out there for a fucking year. <laughs> but all right, so I got a couple more random questions. All right. I think. Random question number one. You're from Brooklyn. Yep. Have you ever bumped into Biggie? 
<laughs> you know, you know that story, my fucking Biggie stories. Pretty much, Biggie used to hang out on the corner of my block. If you listen to, uh, I know Mr. C played it a few times. I don't know what the name of the song, though. He says it in the song. He says, uh, old gold brothers for the others that miss me. My crew stays deep on bed for the quick Knives in the pocket for a quick hand to hand. You want to be on as a tech in the garbage can. I pull bitches like Kim Fields, Brooke Shields, Seven Long, Kind of Tall. I go on and on. Word is born, I'm a dawn. I spit him in front of him, I fuck him and then I suck him, I hit him in the shitter and forget him. And it gets better. B-I-T, all the letters, niggas know to pet him. And that's where uh, I grew up. I grew up on Bedford and Quincy. <laughs> I stay on Quincy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fuck with me. I live, I live on Biggie's block. I live on nah, Biggie's nah, block. That's not, it wasn't even Biggie's block. Yeah. Biggie, Biggie lived on St. James. Okay, yeah, yeah. Where he hung out there. But that was, that's when I was like, you know, what, a kid what, from like, was it? What does the beat sound like for that song? I can't I'm trying to think it's of what similar. it was. Like I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, yeah. Okay. But, um, yeah, he, him and his boys would just hang out there on the corner doing what they did on the corner. And sometimes when I go to the store for my um, parents or whatever, they'd be like, yo, shorty, you know, give me, give me 40 while you're in the store. I give him 40, let him keep the change. You know what I mean? That's kind of dumb. But now nah, I'm getting in trouble. <laughs> my mom found out I was doing that shit, and I got in trouble. She's like, don't do that shit no more. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, all right, whatever. And one day, uh, one specifically was big, and this other dude was tall dude. And he's like, yo, shorty, give me 40 when you're in the store, man. Oh, I can't do that. No more. <laughs> <laughs> and he's looking at me like, yo, yo, well, why not? What the fuck? He's like, you keep the change, yo. He's the fucking funny. I was like, I can't. My mom said I can't. He's like, yo, your mom's out here? I was like, nah. He said, give me a fucking 40, nigga. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I got in the 40s, you know, I got the change and shit, I got some candy, went back home, give my mom some bread, milk, eggs, whatever the fuck. She's like, oh, where, where you get the money to get candy? I know how much I gave you. Where you get the candy money from? You know what the fuck? I was like, oh, you know, God, the store, you just standing right there. I just had to get... She was like, no, fuck that. We're going to take this. And she ain't saying curse, my mother not fucking But like, she's like, no, we're going to take this back to him right now. We're going to give it back. She's going to walk me back. To the corner, to the <laughs> biggie while he was trying to sell crack, he was trying to give him his money back. My father talked out of it, talked out of it, but yeah. He was just like, my father was more like, just put me on the game. He was like, listen, don't do it anymore, but like, once, like, next time you see him, you're gonna actually take a package somewhere else to get me from the store. That's when you definitely don't do that shit. Yeah. You're gonna end up jail dead. I was like, all right, so he, that exactly happened. It wasn't big, you know, proposition with that. With somebody else, but it did, you know. But I was like, all right, cool. That's what Pop said was gonna happen. I'm out. <laughs> Man, that's what Pop said to be out. So I'm out. Crack era New York sounds like it was just another thing. Like, I mean, it was one of those <coughs> things where you don't realize it when you're in it because you yeah, know, yeah. you're a kid and you don't. You know. But it was, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> it was dangerous. It was. It was it, so I, I, next I, chance I, encounter. Have you ever? Yo, yeah. Into, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> Like I, like I, I had a homeboy whose sister dated Big, so I used to hang out at his crib just like it was on the off chance. He, used to be like, he would come by, he used to, you know, he used, to, he used to come by to see her and his fucking he had his red. Um, when he red was Land big, was big was big. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's after the album came out. He had this red Land Cruiser. He used to come around. He used to, he still, still running around. He, he would know me like we didn't know each other. I don't know yeah. put it out there like we was boys or something, you know. 
But you just like, what's up, shorty? And that was it. I don't do probably nothing to do my name or nothing. Just, yeah, just but some What's up, shorty? Yeah, exactly. But that was it. <laughs> but I wasn't, like, rapping wasn't even a, a thing to me. That, right, it was then, just you know? like. That was, in, that was like 12, you know what I mean? So. All right, so next chance encounter. Have you ever bumped into ODB? <laughs> <laughs> nah. Nah, my sister did. I had it. <laughs> I, I, I want to know if he was as crazy, not crazy, but if he was as ODB at all times as, as I think. Because he grew up in that same area. He grew up yeah. with Putnam between Bedford and fucking No Trace. Like, like right there. Like there's a video of him like on the street, and I'm like, y'all live around a corner yeah. from this yeah, shit. Yeah, he was right there. That shit is insane to me. Like, I remember like one day, like I was sitting at the crib, my sister come home, like, fuck all the dirty bastards trying to holler at me in the book. <laughs> <laughs> Ah <laughs> oh, man, that's know, so crazy. I know, but I did see him one time. My first concert I ever went to it was uh, the Fuji's in Cypress Hill. It was a uh, Fuji's opening for Cypress Hill, and ODB came out during Cypress Hill set and wouldn't get the fucking mic back. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was great. That was one of the first times I went to. Shay sent me a video of ODB performing. It is the most insane thing I've ever seen in my life. I'll, <laughs> I'll email it to you. But all right, so one last question. Right. Do you ever see yourself leaving New York? Oh yeah. Really? Yeah. Fuck yeah. I want to land somewhere sometime, man. Do you? Do you like? I mean, like living somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Do you have any ideas? Nah. Somewhere rural and fucking out of the fucking off the grid and a farmland I can fucking graze and. So like middle of the country. Fucking, yeah. You keep that shit, G. I want. I want to go to. The, I want to go to the West Coast. I want to. Yeah, go to the West Coast is dope. Yeah. I, want to I was go to born in California. Yeah. So wait, you were Got family out there. Did you live in California at all ever? Uh, we moved to Brooklyn when I was three. My dad was from here and my mom was from out there. So we moved to here when I was three years old. But I you know spent some summers out there. That's about it. Wait, how did how did they meet? <laughs> That's a story. That's another fucking I remember how we was talking about um back in the day. How you can just do some dirt and skip town? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like back in the day, you could be like, "I'm going to get a pack of cigarettes, putting in fedora, and never and show never, up." Again. Yeah, just go to another town, get a new name, and, and you're you. folklore. Guys. Exactly. <laughs> That's pretty much what my dad and his homeboy was doing, because I think they was doing some kind of fraud shit. I don't, I don't, I don't honestly know the whole story, so I ain't gonna get into it. All right, right, right. by my great father's name, may he rest in peace. What's my fucking lighter, man? I, I just think it's I think it's interesting that I got it. I think it's interesting that they cross country shit. Like yeah, so back then, and he worked and he and he got a job for IBM. And okay. this was like back when IBM made typewriters and shit. So he got a job for IBM making typewriters and stuff. Cause he was like very mechanical. He's like kind of an engineer. This is before he even was like a photographer. He just like fuck it, I can. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just go do a job doing that. And he met my mom, and that was it. Pretty much. Had my sister, had me, and then moved to Brooklyn. Shipped her out to Brooklyn with it. Came yep. out to Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. hmm. Have you lived in, what parts of Brooklyn have you lived in? Uh, Bed-Stuy, uh, Park Slope, Fort Greene, Clinton Hill, Brooklyn Heights. You pretty much lived in all of Brooklyn. <laughs> uh, I, I want to say Red Hook. We lived, I think, Red Hook for like two, three years. We we moved, we moved like we had like maybe four or five places we lived when we was kids, like my, my childhood. 
but the most consistent place was the Quincy Street place because my family owned, like my grandmother owned two buildings on that block. It was yeah. her house and then she, at some point she bought the house across the street. And so at all times there was like <laughs> a family living in at least two of the apartments in that building, you know. Well, at one point it was all filled with us, you know, other than tenants, but now it's like other, other people. Word. Well, all right. I think I think we've covered enough. I think that uh, I learned a lot about you <laughs> as your friend. I'm like, oh, I didn't know this about you. I knew I knew some of this stuff. All right. But it's always fun, like approaching these kind of uh, like uh, interviews because it's like I get to ask you questions that I'm supposed to know. Yeah. <laughs> Hope I was uh, clear in my answers. You know? Nah, you definitely did. This was a good one. All right. All right. But word. So we out. Peace. Love me or hate me, just don't underrate me Hall of Fame me, put me right where the greats be Puffin' mace me, uh, true blue lace me New school honor roll, fucking graduate me Cut class with the chick's nipples that could cut glass Trust that's official word to the stamp bus pass Herb in the Dutch mask, curb with a whip stash Blurb in the magazine, probably got your girl gas Don will, one word, no spaces Carry on only when I fly to new places Carry on, homie, bellhead when your face is Fuck boy, fall back, nigga, this is raw rap Y'all acting like you never heard a rap song Crawl back to the hole where you came from Ball that up, your composition pad looking like ball Practice for the trash championships Glance, take a flick, baby girl wanna whip sniff Line up, pray you on the guest list, uh My mind cut, I'm so physically fit I pull up on a ball like a nigga doing dips I pull up to the ball like I'm trying to take a sip I pull up out of bra, thanks babe, what I give, uh Don't trip, I deserve this shit When you work hard as me, you can reap a few benefits Nigga, this, that, Hennessy and weed rap I don't even smoke, show you where my head's at Your spec, where you at? Yeah. I'll be right okay. back I got a cup to fill, tell them about I that. be that rugged black and leather Crack the pleather on whoever frontin' like they rapping better Get your act together Young, brash, and clever Drastic measure My pen is passion, pleasure Paper and pain Big shit, young whippersnapper, windbreaker There ain't a player rolling with a stack of thin paper That's deep tech shit A deep spec shit my people connect with That the streets rep with Bleed my last breath with The heat get lift off reflexes My reflection resemble God in the ghetto Beige trench coat, three-quarter length flow Street corner pimp Fur trend, bitch, get your dough. The army certified camouflage, rap catalog, project rooftop, Helly Hansen, analog puffin' in a London fog on a snow beach with a snow bunny. Rap whirlwind, take over your city like Bane in the ball, main Sherlin. You say spec, why you rapping about fashion? Cause every time I write a rhyme, y'all niggas jacket. Ah. Ah. Cause every time I write a rhyme, y'all niggas jacked. Done, dub, different. Gotta do the dishes. Uh, Ice coffee sipping. This is just a little bit. Freestyle and a kick in my room. Loud on the microphone, I consume. A little bit too much, I need to back the fuck up. This shit is peaking. So what? I'm not gonna stop or edit the tape. Give you more than you could take. The beat break broke. Freestyle. I haven't freestyled in a long time. I'm probably peaking. Actually, let me just check. Hold yep, on. Yep, yep, I was peaking. And that's a sneak peek in to what? Woo! Bars. I'm going to just stop the bars. Just quit the freestyle. Just quit rapping. Actually, no, I'm actually going to start back rapping. And that's one of the, the like main dilemmas, man. I feel like I haven't been rapping enough. And, you know, I've had a lot of time to think about not rapping while I wasn't rapping. And it's time to start back rapping, man. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know what I've been doing. I've been hanging out. I've been DJing. I had a few guest verses. You could hear me on Gene Gray's I Swear to God. You could hear me on Denmark Vesey's joint, Martin Lucid, Martin Lucid Dream. 
You can hear me on Mike Baker's Cool Ass Life. Right now I'm writing the joint for my homeboy Indigenous with Blue, Tanya Morgan and Blue. Um, writing a joint for my homeboy Malcolm Khan. Writing a joint for my homeboy Sport. I'm writing, but my recording situation has been sketch, man. Because like even if you hear the quality of this podcast, y'all, if you've been, if you're a long time listener, you'll know that there are episodes where you can hear people walking in and out of the building. For a person that records at home, like imagine, imagine. This is like talking on the telephone, so it's not weird. But imagine trying to get in your zone with a verse, and a mother, the mailman is like literally in the wall, putting mail in the wall. How the fuck can you rap? Or imagine like you just in here saying some crazy shit, and there's somebody between the two doors waiting to get the key out, and they're just like, "Oh, is this, what the fuck is happening in that apartment?" Or even at the window, like people can hear me. It makes me a little bit crazy because it's removing me from what I wanted from like my passion. It's removing me from my love. I miss rap. But you know what? I'm just gonna have to suck it up and deal with being able to be like like having to rap on the street at this point, because that's essentially what's going on here. Is my apartment is fucking on the sidewalk and everybody can hear what goes on in here. And unless I wanna rap at two in the morning or pay for an expensive ass studio, which I can't, I'm just gonna have to suck it up and rap in my apartment. And deal with it. But uh, what else has been up, man? I feel like I ain't talked to y'all in a while. Uh, I got the UCB Diversity Scholarship. That's cool. Uh, classes for that. I'll figure out when I can take those classes. Probably won't be till after November because, no, October. Because I'm going out of town for a little while. More on that some other time. Don't want to talk about it. Uh, yesterday was Fresh Daily's birthday. I DJed that. I did a, a, a fresh daily set, then I did a bunch of blends. I kind of feel like I bombed. Not like, oh, that shit was the bomb, but like, oh, that was, you didn't do too good. But uh, it was because I don't really, I've never really done that. It wasn't, see, see, see what the fuck I'm talking about? It was because I don't do that that much. Like, I don't do that that often. Play straight blends, like instrumentals and acapellas only. But it was cool. Fresh enjoyed it. That's all that matters. Um... What else? I got to do some dishes before I go to sleep tonight. Y'all don't care about that. Uh, I had a mouse in my apartment for a couple days. A couple mice. I killed the mice. I plugged the holes. The mice are gone. The slumlords did not win. Actually, they do. They they are winning on a pretty fair, fairly consistent basis because I live here and I pay them rent for. Uh, basic amenities and they can't even fucking exterminate mice i have to kill my own mice whatever i'm a fucking grown man i, I do that shit son my daughter was here i went to ohio uh, i separated my shoulder um I, I'm, I'm experiencing pain in my fingers i think because it was a, a injury where i jammed them while riding my bike i just thought about that like 20 minutes ago like why the fuck do my fingers hurt so bad oh yeah that one time i jammed them riding my bike I'm not going to stop riding my bike, guys. Just give it up. It's not going to happen. Maybe I'll ride with a helmet. What else has been going on, man? I think that's about it. I'm looking at my, my notes. Oh, and I got new logic. I got a new computer. And I've been trying to, like, figure out the workflow. And my old computer is now for DJ gigs only. My new computer is for this. And as we speak, I am downloading 25 gigabytes of plugins for Logic Pro X. 
because this computer is fast enough to do that kind of shit and still run a session. It's amazing. It's lightweight. It stays charged for a long time. I know this turned into a, 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 a MacBook commercial, and that's not what was supposed to happen. But, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's all that's happening. You guys didn't miss much, um, but I missed you. And I'll see you again sometime soon. I'm going to go mix this thing down, do up the artwork, type up the little blurb that I send out with it. There's a couple more hours of work, and I still got to wrap some verses. So that iced coffee better kick in soon. All right, guys, take care. Enjoy your Mondays. Peace.